I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wake up in the morning feeling like Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because I'm a woman. I'm Nolly Waterman. I'm Laura Jane Jones. And this is the Tryhards Podcast. This week we are coming in your ears from Cardiff. Um, pardon? And we've also got a special guest. We have a little, little clue for you. <laughs> Obviously on this podcast we will be taking a look at the big game on the weekend as the Tyrrell's Premier 15s came to a climax. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from Innuendo Central coming from Laura Jane Jones, what a weekend of rugby! What a weekend. Unbelievable. First time ever. <laughs> oh, God. Um, the, the Barbarians played a test match. In the US of A. We More had, about that later. Yeah, we had um, the RAF taking on the army. In the Inter-Services Cup, indeed. At King's Home. At King's Home. And no other than the Premiership final, as you've mentioned. Apparently there was some men's rugby, but it paled into insignificance with the Tyrrell's Premier 15 final at Franklin's Gardens, which I was at. Were you there as a fan, or what were you doing? I was on the TV dollar, mate, so uh, watched it in the warmth of the truck. Took some uh, salted chocolate pretzels up for my old Sky Boys. Nice. Yeah, it was good. It's nice to be back with my old crew, enjoying some uh, quality women's rugby. And you also got some Spotify playlists to help. Oh with yeah, your drive. thanks. Thanks for everyone who um, sent in some music suggestions for me for the car. Uh, Karis Williams, who I used to work with at Cardiff Blues, came through with the Captain Marvel soundtrack. I'll be honest. Initially, I was dubious. It is absolutely banging. Oh, I'll. Uh Shall I, would it be my type of music yeah, in my it's, generation? It's kind of like, <laughs> it's a kind of mid to late 90s soft rock, a lot of Ooh. no doubt, stuff like that. Oh, it's, yeah, it's very good. Very oh, good. nice. Um, Dio Sullivan, who got loads of love from us on the podcast last week, recommended a 90s love songs pod and oh, music to end your days How to. have you not got nodules in your voice box from that bad boy? Well, I had to turn it off because I'm crying too much. <laughs> and, and as you well know, I had my eyes tested this week and I've got uh, no tear film. What does that actually mean? I don't know, but I'm dining out on it with my mother. 
vet chronically dry eyes. Not yet, but I, as I said on my text when you said I've got really bad eyes, I've got to put drops in all the time. It's because they've got such a big surface area that Large we can all see. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've told you this. I've been for eight failed contact lens trials. Why? Do they actually, do they... Do they can't um, get them in, mate. Can't do, get them in. Well, do they make them in um, frying pans for you? Yeah, <laughs> like, like dinner plates. <laughs> big, clear dinner plates. Do they, they hang them up and you walk into them? Glass fruit bowls. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, oh dear. I yeah. I can't. I can't get them in because I don't like eyes. Um, and it was almost like a kind you of you don't like eyes. Oh, like really, really like. I find it's one of those weird things when people are like, oh, he's got lovely eyes, or I get it with a Is that on de- the list? degree of frequency. No, it's not on the list. I get with a degree of frequency. Tell people you about the tell list me. Time. People tell me that I've got lovely eyes. And I'm like, how can eyes be lovely? They're absolutely... I don't think you've got lovely eyes. I think you've got amazingly voluptuous eyeballs. Voluptuous <laughs> eyeballs. Right, should we stop chattering away and talk about yeah. all of this rugby? Also, I want to, before we get into that, who's your try-hard of the week, my friend? Um, my try-hard of the week came as a nomination from Claire Purdy. Uh-huh. Um, there was a world record broken this weekend. Sorry oh, yeah. about that. Yes, there was. Um, Tamara Taylor, alongside, drumroll, Shane Williams, Lee Mears, and Ollie Phillips. They all captain touch rugby teams, basically at the top of Mount Everest. It wasn't at the top. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, because it's a point, so they wouldn't all yeah, fit there. Way. <laughs> it's so much... I don't, I don't think that's. That. I don't think it's like one like point <laughs> the, the very top you, of Mount Everest. The way you draw, <laughs> draw it in school. <laughs> anyway, um, big shout out to them, and they're raising money uh, for the wooden spoon. Have you spoken to them? Um, I had a couple of messages with Tamara. Um, she wasn't feeling very well on one of the days. I think um, altitude sickness had hit her quite hard. Um, she power slammed through that and then yeah just kept up to date with their Instagram stories absolutely brilliant they were like I think but have you sponsored no not yet but I need to I've thanks for it. a reminder I've done it I got made a wooden spoon it's a present so I, not for you sorry but I um, I've got a photo of me with the wooden spoon from um, about 10 or more than 10 years ago when I was a teenager and I worked for Cardiff Blues and I thought it was a peanut uh, the sorry? mascot the theory mascot. Oh, right, okay. I'm going to jump. I'm going to find it on my phone whilst we're sat here. Um, so, yeah, so big shout out to them. And what I really loved, um, and they're my tryhards of the week, what I really, well, Claire Purdy's and mine, really loved is Tamara gave, like, photographs, was, like, legend or something. I can't remember how she described everyone. And then put a picture of Shane Williams up and just called him a mountain goat. Aww. Which was really funny because he obviously was just running around with lungs of steel um, probably in shorts. And Having been on the beers with us in Hong yeah, Kong a exactly. fortnight ago, that um, man is a machine. Yeah. They're That's making my different try hard. down in West Have Wales. you got any different ones? I have got a try hard. Uh, a friend of mine, Lorcan, is in India at the moment. I actually put this on my Instagram because it made me giggle so much. He, um, I asked him how his deli belly was. Um, anyone who's been to India will know that um, you tend to get a bit of a, a bad turn. No, absolutely not. Um, yeah, I wouldn't know because I've not been there. Uh, but he, I said, I how's like deli belly? And he replied, it finished about three days ago. Still the best cut for seven season I've ever had. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would recommend. I just thought that is commitment. I'm trying to remember Commi- what his... Commitment um, to seven's body going and just basically... Seven shred, yeah. 
Um, wow. I'm trying to remember what his his seven side is called. I feel really bad that I can't remember that off the top of my head. Um, but we'll come back to we'll it. We'll come back to that. A big shout um, out to those boys though this summer. So I have a must try harder nomination. Um, one came in from my friend Sarah saying, I must try harder to not injure my hands. And if I injure my thumbs anymore, they're going to cut them off and put my and put my big toes on my hands, which I thought was quite... That happens. Oh, God. Genuine. Um, <laughs> okay. Your eyes are so bulged out your face. Oh, go the, on. Um, Give me a like fact. hand car wash outside Cowbridge, where I'm from. Um, one of the men who worked there had a toe thumb and my sister, you can't bring it up around her because it freaks her that, out so it much. It can't be actually his toe though. You can't walk it without is. a big toe, mate. I am not. I didn't say it was his big toe, mate. Oh, which, all right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that separates us from the animals is oh, our opposable God, thumbs. So you have to have a thumb. Um, um, can I just ask as well? Can I Actually, I'm going to tell everybody. So we popped into town earlier um, and oh, here we LJ go. started to list off a whole load of film facts that quite clearly didn't listen to because quite boring um but then i brought up you didn't know who josh hartnett was i still don't and he just said i said who is it and he sh- you not you did basically the foreign thing when english people or english speakers go abroad and someone doesn't understand you because you're not speaking their language and you shout at them exactly the same so basically you just shouted his name at me twice Josh um and then i brought up the fact that i really like Black Hawk Down as a great film. film. And then you decided to list off all the people that starred in it. No, what I, d- I, I that is incorrect. What I said was it has got incredible <laughs> ensemble cast and it's in terms of pointless answers for pointless fans out there the program. Thanks for pointing I was that trying out. to work out who would be like who were pointless answers. So people you remember that are in it, Josh Hartnett. Hang on. You Eric you Banner, said, Orlando oh, Bloom, um, Ewan if McGregor. If you remember their acting name, then you'll remember them on If pointless. you remember their character, yeah. So basically, originally I said Orlando Bloom, and then I thought, no. I can remember his character's called Todd something. So he wouldn't be a pointless answer. Too many people would get that. Listen to it. This is, this is what I have to deal with. And the problem is, is in the car, this conversation was happening at me again. Um but anyway, did you find out any pointless answers? Have yeah. you Googled well, it? Well, I don't know because I, I don't like physically go out and conduct pointless with a hundred people. But you did Google it. But I, d- I did Google it and I thought, <laughs> when I Googled it, Yoan uh, Griffith is in it, which I wouldn't have I wouldn't have even thought of. So I guarantee he'd be a pointless answer. Jeremy Piven from Entourage. No idea. You don't know who any actor is. No, like, I don't. It, it Do you really know what they actually said on pointless? And I think we might have brought this up on a podcast. Do you know before. Rocky's been a pointless answer? Um, I wasn't pointless, and Claire Purdy wasn't pointless. Oh, what? Yeah, um, they did World the World Cup winners. Cup. Yeah, for the twenty fourteen squad. Rocky, Thank you to Rocky's my mum, a rugby centurion, <laughs> who's a and she was a pointless answer. Yeah, but that's not a good thing because it means they don't know you. Yeah, but it's a good thing because you win. If you get a pointless answer, you win. So I won because I was watching Pointless and I got the Pointless oh, answer. but did you actually win or did you fake win in your front Well, room? Steve and John from Bolton <laughs> did not win because they couldn't think of a rugby centurion who was pointless. But they don't have the rugby knowledge like you. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> we digress. Um, do you have a try harder? I don't think I do have a must try harder this week. Okay, so I've got a must try harder. Um, it actually comes on the bounce of a try hard nomination from my friend Layla, who said that nominated her daughter Megan, who broke her arm. Um, she's a proper sporty little lady, and um, I'm going to say that Layla, you've got to try harder as a parent because you are now letting this girl do backflips on the trampoline, up, like about a 
four days after coming out of cast. But she's nailed them. We're going to put the video up because the best bit at the end, she like does her muscles and it's amazing. Love that. And then I said to her, the best bit is about the muscles. And she said she loves her guns. Oh, yes. What a great, what Two a tickets. great try hard. Would, have you got nicknames for your guns? I might call mine Thunder and Lightning. Boom. <laughs> Anyway, um, one thing about Megan, which I absolutely love, and I'm just a little bit of a shout out for any people that want to invest. Um, Megan does have quite orange hair, and she wants to open a gym club and call it Gin Gymnastics. That is absolutely <laughs> amazing. Um, so Are you yeah. going to join? Um, I actually said, and then I texted her, I was like, that's amazing. And she said, oh, you can be the celebrity that opens it. And I was like, is that a dig at my natural colour? Because I definitely grow my hair out for that opening. So anyway. you admit you're ginger? Um, ginger photo. Oh. Yeah. Should we get onto some rugby matters then? I think we should because Premiership final... A little bit confused why it went to Franklin's Gardens. I know so you've done a bit of you've been done, done a bit of digging. Yeah, our sources will remain unnamed. Um, it had to go to a neutral venue and Northampton, like the, like the men's. Well, as in the men's would go to a neutral venue, wouldn't they? Like the men's gets played at Twickenham. All right. So, oh, because I mentioned a man, Jesus. No, the <laughs> it's, it's the it's the home of English rugby. So that, and I think maybe that um, could be part of the issue with the Premier 15's final it doesn't have a home I don't so think we're quite um, fit Phil Twickenham <laughs> no but it do, I'm not saying Twickenham but could there be a stadium that becomes the spiritual or you know well it's always been the stoop unfortunately and yeah, one of Quinn's, the teams in yeah. the final was was playing anyway um, was playing yeah so the rugby um, wow we didn't call that did we I don't know what you're talking about. Um, should we ignore last week's pod Let's about ignore saying last week's pod. that Quinns were going to win? Um, ridiculous start from Saris. Uh, in- incredible, in fact. They just came out the blocks. They were clinical. They knew exactly how they wanted to play. They were going edge to edge. And they just imposed themselves right from the start. And looked like a supremely confident team from the off. And something we've touched on my musical recommendations. Poppy Cleal actually was <laughs> sliding into the Instagram with some, this is what I'm listening to. Stormzy. Game, ga- yeah, Stormzy with the game head on. And she was phenomenal. She was everywhere an absolute machine on the day yeah it pains me a little bit but um <laughs> yeah like they they'd scored a catch and drive and then to be fair it so less than three minutes in poppy goes over for a pick and go um i think actually the the one of the best tries was you know we can talk about the power and the physicality that um saracens have got up front but Let's be honest, Quinns have got some firepower yeah, themselves. But I would say the difference between the packs and, you know, the performance on the weekend was the, s- the soft skills of the forwards. Now, yeah. the try, Sydney Gregson's try, wowie. Yeah. Like, oh my God, it went from El Perry to Khalil to Bottoman to Gregson. And the handling in there was phenomenal. And that's prop number eight, prop winger. Great finish from Sydney, coached her at uh, Hartbury. Um, cheers. Um, Tore everything she knows. played really well. Um, but yeah, they, the the way that the forwards have the ability to carry to the line, it was very, very similar to how you see Saracen's men play yeah. for those that watch the men's game. Um, 
and the ability to go to the line, pull it back out. Um, and then the other side of the game where they punished us a huge amount when we played them um, this year was kicked the penalty, kicked the corner, um, catch and drive try. Yeah. And Zoe Harrison, hat tip to her, her kicking out of hand, goal kicking a bit. Um, to be fair though, I saw a couple of comments about her goal kicking. Let's not forget that Storm Hannah was it on? Oh yeah, the Hannah weekend? Bottom and tweeted about that. Someone tweeted was like, "Oh yeah, there's going to be a Storm Hannah on at Franklin's Gardens." I was like, oh God. To be fair, was like, it windy? Yeah, it was really windy. Oh, mate, a bloody tree went down in my apartment. What, in here. in here. In yeah, here. here before I left. That was you uh, stomping it was, about. It was. <laughs> it was. Um, <laughs> it was incredibly blustery. Up yeah, there. but I, I actually just think she had a bit of an off day off the tee because she has got an incredible boot. Sandy Park, when England played Italy, and um, scored early doors. She kicked one for the five meter line. Unbelievable yeah. merge. Like she really does kick well. And a couple of weeks ago, we said, um, well, Giselle mentioned that her must try harder was the BBC now there was a better write-up this week however there was a small section and, and there was some there was some reasonable analysis in there I would agree with most of it but there was a comment and I don't understand why they need to put it in about women's kicking and Do you it, think it's becoming a bit of a preoccupation now yeah well it, it it's kind of like and I get where the BBC are coming from and certain pieces in terms of there needs to be an education piece in there because people wouldn't necessarily have the background knowledge yeah um but it said and it must have been quoted from before that women start the game later and therefore they they pick up the game later so therefore they can't kick well yeah. now zoe started the game at five years old yeah you're talking about a saracen side who is who have all played the and game from young because they are so young you can't, but you can't use that analogy when you're an- analyzing one of the best kickers they're talking the about the but game. they're also talking about your generation and i'm, I'm that's not an old joke right. you are what 12 <laughs> but, but years older than her yeah uh nearly 14 years older than her and she the thing is that analysis was on that game. Yeah. So talk about those players. And there's been a piece, um, there's been a few different pieces. Actually, there was a lot of media coverage and different yeah. types of stories. Really great story about Rachel Burford talking about her leadership and, you know. Do you think that struggling. the media, the, the print media, patronise the women's game when they talk about things, that the problems with the game in match reports about the final of the league when if it was a, a men's game there wouldn't be a oh something that we can continue to see in it as an issue in the game it, it's about the occasion with the men's game with the women's is there still a kind of patronizing undertone of of explanation or picking holes i wouldn't say it's a patronizing undertone i would say that they've just they need to leave the whole big piece on educating people about the women's game to other articles and if you're analyzing a game write a whole article on analyzing the game and yeah. i think one person that has always done that is stephen jones and he i remember years ago he called out um called us out in a game because we kicked really badly we played badly and we won the game but probably shouldn't have i can't remember who it was and loads of the girls were really frustrated because it was a negative article and I thought it was brilliant because if it was, we, we said exactly what he said in our analysis yeah. room. It was just, it was just written about us, but we're not used to people actually having an opinion. Yeah. And there was another article written by Owen Slot in the times as well. Um, yeah. 
And I think your reaction about the headline was the same as mine. I thought, hang on a second. What? Yeah, what's uh, one of those things, we see this a lot. Um, it's, it's always important to remember that the journalist who's written the body of the piece won't have written the headline as well. And the headline did not go with the piece that Owen Slot had written. Um, it's a really interesting piece. It's real food for thought um and some really salient points the headline don't let that turn you off from it don't let that give you a negative buzz when you go into it yeah and it, like the fundamentals behind it is the fact that saris and um and quins are pulling away the investment and the fact that there isn't a disparity of england players across the country and as the 28 players being paid should they be dispersed um equally now i don't think they should i think you see a dominant side in in the men's game with saris i mean they are however they manage to get that many internationals in their team they do um exeter i think are far more homegrown but they've got a number of players and stephen jones and owen have always challenged women's rugby and not looked at like this, the her, the usual dross that goes out about isn't women's rugby in a great place? It's the fastest growing sport. Rah, rah, rah. It like they actually analyse it, they challenge it, they they get into the nitty gritty. They 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 want to change it for the better. And I yeah. think Owen has written that because of that. And and I agree with most of his points, but I think that the the side in terms of England players, I actually think it's not about that. It's about and, and and people getting paid now there are clubs it is going around there's a rumor mill about people getting paid and which is brilliant however the majority of people that isn't going to be life-changing and no. it's also not going to pay the bills so they're going to have to have a, a much broader look at what are they getting off the field what is the coaching setup like what is the culture like what is the snc support like where can they get additional recovery. skills recovery nutrition analysis all of those things that are now becoming minimum standards for the um f- and medical massive part yeah. uh, minimum standards for all of the premiership sides but obviously are going to be delivered in a different way with a different emphasis why loughborough have got um and Hartbury, uh, Gloss Hartbury as well, have got an edge potentially is the fact that they're based at universities yeah. that are elite sport uh, centres. Saracens and Quinns are based with their men. Yeah. They can, you know, for us, we have a geographical split that is always going to be really, really challenging yeah. for Giselle and her team. Um, we don't probably have anywhere close to the resources that other sides no. have. However, we were, we were top four and we didn't have any contracted players. Now, we had three from an EPS perspective, but no full-time players. And I think that that needs to be recognised. That we, you don't, It's not all about the England players. It's not all about um, the money. Um, none of our players get paid. and But we've recruited some incredible talent yeah. because they want to work with Giselle. And they want to work with our culture. So I think that looking at it from my perspective, clubs need to be look, be analysing what are they offering these players on field, off field, linked with the unis, education, jobs, and the move towards semi-professional contracts, which is what Giselle said, is where it needs to go. Yeah. So from my perspective, I worked the game on Saturday for Sky Sports. Oh yeah, we were analysing the rugby, weren't we? Sorry, we digressed slightly. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, <laughs> I was in the truck, and one thing that I and I, I don't want to patronise the boys I was working with, um, boys, men, um, but I found it really Girls. having worked in this industry for a long time and worked on women's games for a number of years and seen the change in it. 
I've never been in an environment where, um, because working on the Six Nations, there can be such a disparity in the quality of the two sides. That game on Saturday was of such high quality. And yes, Saracens ran away with it in the first half. But the second half, in the truck, you had half the boys shouting, come on, Quins! Half the boys shouting, come on, Saris! You know, every time Poppy Cleal did something. Well. <laughs> yeah, they were English. Every time. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> every time. I walk, fully walked into Poppy that. Cleal did anything rapturous in, in VT where we were. And... I just love that. I love that the well, recognition won of the it second being... half. So it was twenty-seven nil at half time yeah. to um, Saris, and Quinns won the second half seventeen-six. Yeah. Um, I think, I think the surprising thing for me was how Quinns' defensive line speed and organisation was the best I've seen any team play. Um, of Wasps is good, but um, they were <laughs> unbelievable against Loughborough. Yeah in the semi and they it was probably their their weakest part of their game in the um in the first half yeah. um i think you know ellie green is a is a is a talented young player she's 18 she played in the final so last year. yeah she's you know but get a penalty kick it to the line you see it in the men you see it in rugby all the time the players that can slot it to the five meter channel yeah if you've got a good catch and drive that's pretty much try time yeah Ellie got hers and probably 15, 20 metres out. Zoe Harrison, bang, in the corner. Three, I think it was three times, three tries. Now, it, it's, it was the difference. How good was Zoe Harrison on the day? Was it platform that flattered her, that the forwards were so good? I, I think, yeah, any any player that... I think she's massively built confidence this year. Yeah. Um, and it was good to see her in a 10 shirt because obviously Verney Sinner in a 12 And one. we've talked about that a lot um, on the pod. Yeah, I think a kicking out of hand was good. I don't think a goal kicking was anywhere near as good as she knows that she can kick. Um, and I've seen her kick. But she she had a really good platform, but she took opportunities really well. A couple of dummies and scores. Good. She's got really good acceleration for quite a long-legged runner. Yeah. Um, but she shifted the ball well as well. But as a 10... Uh, you're going to build confidence when you've got front football like yeah. they've got in terms of their carries. I think mentioned to Rosie Gallagher, um, plays second row, she played 20s, got capped this year as well. Um, and wow, she does some dog work for yeah. them. you got like the headliners, obviously Poppy and, and Hannah. Um, El Perry, also yeah. real good carries. But Rosie just hit breakdown after breakdown, made a couple of line breaks. Like She looked good. Um, I think... Yeah, so I spoke about Vicky Cornwall last week from Quinns and and she had a really good game. Um, didn't see Abby Scott as much as you normally no. would. And I think the biggest question for me was in the semi-final, we decided, right, we're going up. No matter where in the line-up, where the line-up is, no matter what it is, we're going to put pressure on the throw and we're just going to deal with the drive because yeah. we know it's coming. Yeah. Um, and I'm talking like I'm in there. I am nowhere <laughs> close. I am possibly the furthest way Shouting. possible. Shouting. Positive affirmations. When it's, yeah, when it when it's my team that are doing it, I hate it when they score because it's I'm the furthest from them, and it's actually quite a long way yeah. to go and celebrate. And they don't want to back in there; they don't care no. that we're patting them on the back. In fact, they don't even know we're there. I think no. they like they ignore us. But anyway, um, I just really surprised that Quinns didn't go up for one to put any pressure on, but they also oh, because um, although May Campbell's good, I coach at Hartbury Hooker <laughs> for Saris. Sorry about that. Um, 
they didn't put anyone up, which, okay, that's fine. You're going to stop the drive. You're going to drop someone. You're going to commit to it. And they didn't even do that. Yeah. And their and they're, they're defensive organisation, um, passion, you know, like dedication to the cause, which is like... Quinn's through and through really didn't see it and that, I think that that was really surprising and 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 Gary Street their their one of their head coaches was um interviewed and I, I think if there's a coach that I would want in my uh in my change room at halftime in a game like that it'd be someone like Gary yeah. because he's so positive yeah and I know that he would have just said look I want you to play and he wouldn't have he wouldn't have got into them he would have just been really calm really uh, you know and and he always approached this thing with a, f- with a smile. And, and you can see that in how they... Co- in contrast, I'm sure Jock probably got into the forwards a little <laughs> bit. But, um, yeah, he just said he, they've never played like that. Yeah. And they haven't. And I, I think that that was the biggest thing. And, and the game's lost. You can't come back from 27-0. No. Like, you can't. And They had a good crack, though, in the second half. They did. They did. And I just think there was unforced errors. Yeah. Um, there was handling errors you wouldn't necessarily no. see. Um where they took Loughborough apart the week before in terms of counter-rucking, like really ripping into Loughborough, they let Saris do to them. Hannah Bottoman was just like on fire in she terms of counter-rucks. Um, so yeah, it was just an uncharacteristic performance from, from Quinns and it was disappointing. One thing I will say, and fair play to the guys in the, tr- well, you lot in the sky truck. Rachel Burford breaking her nose and having oh. blood all over her face. And just, and she... Oh, if she, she, cat in commentary said like she's one of the toughest players. Yeah, and she is hard as nails because she, I think she had a, like a little teeny tiny leak of water from her eye <laughs> and she just brushed it off and then was like, I'm fine, I'm not going off the field. Well, I'll tell you, you, did have more than a teeny tiny leak of water from their eye, Georgie Gulliver when oh. she went off. I was crying in the truck. I properly was, oh, li- little uh, little weep to myself because she was so emotional and just amazing uh, you know I, I know that uh, some of the Saris girls mentioned it in the post-match comments about how you know you, on a big game day like that you don't need anything else to spark you on and, and you know get you there get you to the line for, for the big prize but you did feel that that was something that was in the fronts of their minds sending her off she, you know she decided and, and announced last week that's it I'm, I'm finishing up at the end of this season um I know Alex Payne asked her in the post-match, is this hanging up the boots or may we see you again? Um, oh, we uh, put a little tweet out as well as a yeah, pod. We might Hashtag asking for a friend. No, no black and red hoops, maybe black and white ones. But it just obviously meant so much to her and so much to her teammates. And it was awesome to see. Uh, Georgie is one of my favourite players on and off the field. She is an absolute rat bag. <laughs> like, honestly, she is brilliant. And... I think probably been massively um, underestimated in terms of her talent as a nine. Yeah. Um, I think she got overlooked probably a little bit too much in her early career. Um, her distribution probably wasn't as good as they w- wanted, but what she offered around the park, how feisty she was. Yeah. She come back from um, incredible um, ankle injury, like didn't think her foot was going to basically work again. Um, and off the field, she is the best crack you can <laughs> ask for. Um she she just attacks things with that's <laughs> all I can say um and I'm just really proud of her and proud of the way that she has played this last season because 
um yeah she's a great girl great rugby player and it she will be sorely sorely missed yeah. and and you can see the respect that they have for her um she actually put up a post um when i said or oh, like you know well done for your career and stuff and she tweeted back a picture of her and i at the scrum when i played it oh i saw and that. i'm so serious she said i was going to give you loads of grief but she said you look like you're actually having to remember what to do <laughs> i was like all right then <laughs> i wish she had because we used to go proper hammer and tommy really? yeah amazing and um, went to school together went to college in bath together um yeah so great girl great career like incredible career and um yeah watch this space because i think She's definitely one for um, for having the personality of a barbarian, that's for sure. Well, before we uh, move on to our barbarian section of this podcast, there was a lot of talk in the week about the injuries that Saracens had and the players they were missing. But I just want to give a massive shout out to Marley Packer. Even though she didn't play, she did provide one of our favourite moments of the final and that was spraying herself in the <laughs> eyes with the champagne. Oh my God, I watched that literally about 25 times. <laughs> And if anyone hasn't seen it, please tune in to our social media. I think I tweeted it. Um, and there's lots of celebrations. And then Marley, like, pours her champagne on her. And in the process, pours in her, into her, in her, in her eyes. eyes. She's like, ah, and then the cam- camera cuts off, which but is brilliant. But you can see there's that moment of, like, what have I just done? Like, yeah, incredible. And there's also... Um, a video of Sarah McKenna drinking it and doing the, the funniest little dance after. She's <laughs> so excited. Huge congratulations to Saracens. Um, we put the Premier 15s to bed for another season. And now we move on to our barbarian section of this podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And now we are joined by Eleanor Snowzill, who is fresh from her barbarians exploits. Bristol, 53 caps for Wales, and now Baba. And my ex-teammate, extraordinaire, scrunchy-wearing, tanned superstar. Thanks, Molly. That was a hell of an introduction, wasn't it? Thank you. How are you feeling after the weekend? Hungover or...? 
pretty tired. Um, I think the jet lag has definitely hit. Jet lag, that's what it is, is it's it? It's definitely no, jet no lag, Nolly. Uh, they were they were a few. They were a few. Um, no, we um, we obviously played, didn't we, Friday? And then had a bit of a night out. So didn't sleep much then. And then we had a flight back Saturday night and I was sat next to Rocky Clark. <laughs> and I don't know if you know what D&M means. No. Deep and meaningfuls. Ah. Oh. Yeah, we managed to have one for a good eight hours on the flight on the way Strong. back when everyone else was knocked out sleeping. Strong. So um, I want to know, though, when you say deep and meaningfuls, was it beer fear? What, what kind of week was had is it unlike anything you've been a part of before was it kind of old school barbarians touring yes 100 percent. it was just incredible i think every tour is going to be unique isn't it because you've got such a mix of different people from different countries we had nine different countries that's nine different accents going on you know and the first day i had no clue what anyone was saying because i was trying to switch from irish accent to kiwi accent to <laughs> american accent and i was trying to like tune into all of them and the kiwis especially i just had to like nod and laugh and then i think they thought i was probably a bit of a did any struggle with yours though <laughs> no no one struggled with mine because mine's not too bad i don't think but um but alicia butchers that welsh people that's but true it, yeah. alicia butchers has got quite a strong one and they uh she was uh, she ended up being called shackles shackles because she said it's nice to have the shackles off <laughs> but she said it in a really strong accent so that was her nickname for the rest of the tour and we will now notice on the podcast that lj will become tremendously welsh now she has a fellow welsh being in the room and we're in cardiff so yeah but I'm also intrigued, before we get to the rugby, before you tell us all about um, some stories, we've obviously got to get your try hard and must try harder, um, but your parents went on tour. Now, I took my mum on tour to Hong Kong recently, um, and she was a complete ledge. Tell me a little bit about your parents. So my parents, um, I was actually considering putting them up for Try Hard nomination. <laughs> um, they actually, they left before me and they're still out there now. Well, they're on their way back now. Legends. So um, they went out last Friday and we've got uh, really close friends of the family who happen to live quite close to there. They just went on this massive tour. They went, they went on um, hikes in the Rockies in the snow. They almost uh, got high in a shack. Oh, no way. Say, but they almost accidentally walked into the wrong cafe. They thought it was a cafe. It turns out it definitely wasn't. It wasn't a Showed concert. their IDs and suddenly they were in this back room with everyone getting high. Oh, my God. <laughs> Two 60-year-olds. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Medicinal, of course. Medicinal. And my mum, you know, they are the biggest supporters ever. But my mum, I could hear her alternating between Barbar's chants and, come on, Cymru, which, <laughs> which I hear every single Welsh game. I've, I've actually met Elle's mum before I did the um, School of Hard Knocks dinner which is a charity that you you work for and are very heavily involved in and one of the um, prizes that you could bid on was one of your signed jerseys and your mum bid for it hang on your whose jersey Elle's mum Neris bid for Elle's shirt can I explain? Right. <laughs> I, when I first heard this I was like mum what on earth were you doing you've got about 30 of them in my room at home upstairs. well 52 more you don't. Oh, yeah so um and she was like oh but you know i just wanted to up the price a bit and then all of a sudden dad your father came over and said that you were still top bidder and that no one else had bid oh. and we're gonna end up with it but thankfully someone uh someone else did bid for it and, she, and he, they've got twin daughters who both play so i'm really glad that he got it in the oh. end and we've actually i've had a picture with them both as well oh how sweet that's a lovely story um and i'm super impressed that you actually have that many shirts because i i reckon for my 503 years with england mm -hmm. i got about 
I reckon about seven shirts because only... What, you didn't get given your play and jersey no. to keep? No, only in, uh, I reckon... 2017 like World nine Cup. World Cup finals. Yeah, Should well, we... I've got those. I've got those shirts. Well, I didn't play in the last one. Cheers for the reminder. Ooh. Yeah, that's awkward. As your head. Um, oh, um, <laughs> I support HIA actually. <laughs> like scrambled eggs. Um, <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, I reckon 2017 Six Nations was the first year we played in new shirts every game and we don't get given them because they get recycled for the younger ones and every summer tour they used to give them out at the end of the year and I ended up being injured or like not going so I didn't get them cheers but so well Story done of your You've career got, that is yeah. ended up anyway. being injured um when you started playing were they floppy shirts still no I I my first ever um so actually my first ever England Academy shirt was a, had cotton traders written over it. Oh, it Fran had, Cotton. It, it genuinely had a um, a stitched on nine and it had been worn that many times. The nine was peeling off. It was the old rose that's, as well. Um, that's not the jersey you're wearing in that wonderful picture of you and Rocky that you showed me It might me be. Earlier. It might be that, that shirt. That has got to go out on social media. All right, we'll put it out there never. Um, uh, and yeah, and then we we went from that. That was, what yeah. Must be, it was cotton traders, and then we went to Gilbert. We had Gilbert shirts, which, which is what you had for Barbarians last week. Yeah, and and actually, yeah, let's stop talking about me because we've got a special guest. Well, do you know what? That's what I was going to ask. Kit question: What socks did you wear? Did you wear Bristol socks or I wore one Bristol sock and one Welsh sock. Nice, but I put them. I put the Bristol sock on in the um, in the change rooms, and immediately walked up to me and was like. What have you got the training socks on for, Snowy? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm not very good with my socks. So I just saw a Bristol one and I chucked it in. I'm not very oh. observant. So, um, yeah, but we were all encouraged to wear one club and one country, which I think nice. is quite nice. Yeah, that's a nice touch. It was some really so interesting combos. So how many countries combos. were represented across the squad? Nine different countries represented. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty was, cool. It was incredible, really. You mentioned Amelia, and I know we need to give her a shout out, don't we? Because she is an amazing girl. I played alongside her at Bristol um, and she was a young pup but ginormica always came with a great face of makeup great eyeshadow game really strong even challenges you um, and some Thanks, hell please. of a set of eyebrows we talked about eyebrows last week have um, you seen that Shannon Izar's eyebrow in the sevens in Japan Shannon Izar scrammed her eye open plaster over the top of it so she drew an eyebrow on the plaster are you kidding me superb it's absolutely oh superb. my god I need I, to she see might that. Be Welsh. I'm. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. You know, she loves a tan as well. Put a high bun on her, and she'll be absolutely part of the squad. Yeah. <laughs> she'll be Ely. Yeah. Really, you're a Meg. Oh no! Talking about Amelia, um, she was an absolute great tourist. She because she was the uncapped player. She got given a different sheep to us. So I'll talk about the sheep later on. Oh, okay. Um, and she also got given a pair of sheep ears that she had to wear on the first oh. night. Um, and yeah, it just really, really gutted for her. She unfortunately um went over on her ankle in the tra- in the warm up before the game, and uh, just damaged it too much to be able to play. And you know, she was absolutely distraught. But I'm sure, hopefully, that she'll get another another chance at some point. And she was still very much a real part of the squad. And um, we're actually um, we're all talking about getting tattoos. Wow, Baba tattoos Punchy. now. There's a lot of us, me and Amelia included, and Alicia Butchers, um, 
who haven't got any tattoos. So it's quite a big deal for a lot of us. You haven't actually given us your try hard on tour. You haven't given us your actual. Rest- yeah, let's have some stories. I want to know who your nominee. Try hard who you and must, must try, try harder. harder. I'm going to start with just for those at home listening. She's got a notepad out for this section <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> I don't want to forget anything, um, and I'm still very tired. <laughs> I'm going to start with my try hard. So my on pitch try hard is Jazz Joyce. Um, okay. Just because she scored an incredible four tries. Um, I think, you know, the fact that we had sort of so many brilliantly talented players on that pitch and Jazz ended up scoring four of them. Yeah. Um, you know, it it's just incredible, really. Uh, she played the full match and I don't know if you've ever played at altitude before. A lot of times, actually. Is yeah, a lot, something yeah. different. A lot of experience with that. I would run uh, as a warm-up, you know, when you just sort of have a bit of a jog with the pitch. I was knackered after just a jog width of the pitch. Like, we all genuinely lost lungs out there. Oh, Anna Richards at halftime said uh, they've lost a lung. Did you, was it like Chris Packets? Is that, was that it was like, like trying to breathe through a straw. Ooh. Whilst running and playing a rugby match. And for the first, what felt like 15 minutes, there was no breaks in play. Like, no injuries, oh. no tr- like no chance to get water. And I don't know why, but the subs at the start, literally, or, they, or whoever was bringing on water, was only bringing on two bottles. So we were all fighting over the water. But at that point, and- don't you just go down? Someone <laughs> takes one for the team. Just yes, we- Nolly would probably go down with her hand or hip or... So I didn't like. play, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting with a very small lung capacity currently. I, um, I actually got ill in Hong Kong. I don't know if I told you about that. Well, thank God you've stopped coughing. It's going to make this podcast a lot easier to edit. Anyway, so moving on. Moving on. My Yeah, so my try-hard is Jazz. Um, and then I'm also going to give an off-pitch try-hard nomination. I'm going to give two to the Scots, right? Okay. Donna Kennedy, our coach, forwards coach, and Helen Nelson, our centre, Donna, after the game, managed to... I don't know if you know Donna, but she's a bit of a character. Managed to drag some poor guy with bagpipes into the changing rooms from from (laughs) upstairs. Dragged him into the changing rooms and said, play. And he started playing. As soon as Helen Nelson, she was almost in the showers. As soon as she heard the bagpipes, she started jumping like this sort of rabbit. right, Just bouncing towards the bagpipes. And they both broke out in this Scottish dance. And it was just something else. And everyone, they just, you know, when they just link everyone in and everyone was just really like, yeah, loving, loving scenes in the, in the changing rooms. So they get a nomination. That is literally amazing. I'm so jealous I wasn't there. I love it. Well, I was going to say... You have a Scottish a, jig, do you? I was going to say a Scottish jig in the changing room. I've not was done one before, but... It is that a Kaylee, I think. Yeah. But does she... Did she have any clothes on or just a towel? Was it kind of just jump around in your pants type of behaviour? Tartan pants, I think she I'm might assuming. have had, like, you know, uh, a sports brand short on or something, yeah. Any something tartan? Like no tartan, unfortunately, no. no. Um, so... My other try hard goes to someone, but that links in with my must try harder. Okay. So it's a bit of a story. Uh, We're here for stories. Okay. We love a yarn. So as you know, we had a little bit of a night out. Yeah, we have heard. We have heard there was a night out. And after it sort of, maybe we reached the hotel at about, well, sorry, we went out and then we came back and there was a club right next to our hotel that was still open. So we went to that club. Um, we didn't last too long in that club because we were well on our way by then. Um, and we ended up coming back to the hotel and sort of carrying on there. Um, but all of a sudden, someone, I think it was Ali Miller, uh, noticed that her roomie, Katie Mason, wasn't around. Oh. So we had a big search for her, you know, find Katie Mason, and uh, concluded she definitely wasn't in the hotel. Oh, dear. So 
Ali Miller then. By this point, she was in a tracksuit. <laughs> By this point, she was in a tracksuit. Went back to the club, entered the club in a tracksuit <laughs> and looked around the club for a good 10, 15 minutes for Katie Mason. Nowhere to be seen. We're knocking on our door. People worrying by this point? Or is it Quite still worried. like well, lighthearted and fun? You know when you're like, oh, should we be worried yet? Yeah. I think Stockers was a little bit worried. <laughs> <laughs> After half an hour... I've got visions of Stockers like a magnifying glass. <laughs> sort of like sleuth detective outfit now. After half an hour, um, someone happened to see this blurred figure... Um, through the, the entrance door to the hotel, just wandering, like, you know, like stumbling around outside, ran outside, and it was Katie Mason. Where had she been? She'd come out of the club, um, hadn't, couldn't find anyone in the club because we'd all left by then, but she'd been in the toilet. <laughs> come out of the club, right, and got straight into a taxi. <laughs> no <laughs> idea next door to the hotel. that the club was literally a 20-second walk from our... From our a hotel she'd got in a taxi the ta- told the taxi man to start driving um and it kept mumbling our na- hotel and he had no idea where she was saying so he was just driving around driving oh. around after half an hour she managed to put the place into her phone like find a screenshot of where we were showed it to the taxi man and he was like oh my gosh that's literally where we were half an hour ago <laughs> That is a this great must try harder <laughs> recommendation. That is Katie Mason, you've had an absolute. I hope he charged her double. Just yeah, was it Uber? Was it on surge? Because oh my that god, that's unbelievable. She, I didn't know whether she was going to be a top tourist. That's awesome. I, I enjoy s- that a lot. Yeah, I see her. Um, well, she lives near me, but also works at Bushy Park. So I'm going to go and terrorise her this week when I take Koya to, to Bushy Park. <laughs> Maybe give her a lift. <laughs> yeah, be like, oh, do you, wanna, uh, yeah, do you want to Yeah, pop to a rugby field? Oh, there's one next door, but we'll, we'll, we'll get a taxi there, yeah? What a nightmare. I know, I know. And then I have just one last must try harder. Oh, here we go. Uh, this goes to all of the Kiwis. Oh, wow. Um, they must try harder um, to understand other people's sort of dialect. Okay. And because lang- we had a little bit of a um, an accent barrier, where um, the Kiwis arrived a couple of days before us, and um, they went zip lining, um, and Jill Burke, one of the Irish girls, asked them, "Oh, what was the crack? What was the crack like? You know?" Um, and they genuinely thought she was asking them if they had cocaine. Oh my when god! When they went zip lining. <laughs> And they all oh, so good. <laughs> they all were horrified until she explained. That is Especially so good. Fee Farmacilli is a policewoman. I bet <laughs> she was like, um, excuse me. Oh mate, don't oh, take, mate, don't take no. jokes, mate. Don't oh my do god, it, that's mate. amazing. That is Absolute, so good. That's amazing. And I'm I'd like to ask about them actually, because um your captain Linda Atunu, I thought I mean she had a an amazing game and um she said at one point to the referee so linda just like smashed her way through a couple of people and the referee had penalized her for not rolling away and the referee said oh look um water in and she said look you've got to you've got to roll away and like casually as if i mean linda who played for new zealand 15 years and she said to the referee but but what happens if you're trying 
And the referee was like, oh, okay. And then uh, Linda Tooney was like, yeah, yeah, well, they're sealing off. And she walked off. It was amazing. It was like properly playing the game as if like, I don't know anything about yeah, rugby. Help me. I'm so help sorry. Me help you. I'm just going to absolutely cave someone's ribs in when I hit them next. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, I'm cheating. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. But was she a good tourist? Yeah, she was inc- she was an incredible captain. She actually said um, before I think she sort of made a bit of a speech post match, uh, pre match, sorry, and said, "Oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really captain. I've never really captained much before, so I'm not used to this. But I'm just going to speak from the heart." And oh my God, she nearly had us in tears. She was just incredible. You know, when someone's so genuine, and you just look at them and you're like, "I would follow you through anything." Um, Is that what kind of happened in the game? Because we haven't actually talked. A huge amount about the rugby but incredible match and incredible finish as well what was it what was it like to be part of that it was just uh, it was brilliant you know there was I think it was real true barbarian style it's just such an attacking game and fair well, play to we've these. seen the kick we'll talk about the kick in a minute was it really barbarian style because I, I watched it got all excited I was like yeah quick taps the girls are going to be going every moment you will blow in be like right let's kick to the line <laughs> was it tactical to slow the game down because you had a good line out or was it because you needed a breather? We were knackered. <laughs> <laughs> like the it, the Americans said uh, after the game, it takes a re- a good week to sort of acclimatize yeah. to to the um, to the altitude. altitude. Yeah, um, and we were we only had two days of training yeah. before we played, so we were just un- like unbelievably knackered, like just constantly out of breath. You could barely speak. But you and the game was today. So- how did you feel like? Even though you're tired, you feel like super fit today because you get gulping so much air <laughs> when you're running around with. I'm the on girls. a high. Yeah, you know all the oxygen I'm taking in. Um, but yeah, no, I think we were genuinely we could, didn't have anything, and I think because the game was. I feel like it was quite free flow, flowing. There were a lot of offloads, and it was it was like end to end stuff. So that you know, c- coupled with the um, the air pressure and everything, just mm-hmm. meant that. Uh, and it was really hot as well. Was it? Yeah, really hot. Like we were, our mouths were dry. Like some people, like Jazz said, she was trying to bring spit back into her mouth to like actually like Yum. have something so That's that nice, we could speak nice because our mouths were so dry, lips like all cracked. Like it was just unbelievable. Grim. Sounds absolutely terrible. It sounds like you climbed Everest. Oh, yeah. there was a game on Everest. Yeah. That was with Tamara Taylor. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that kick. I mean, stop that snow. I mean, I have never, I've never, ever seen a player do that before. Male, female. Um, I know someone has because they've watched rugby for the last 43 years <laughs> and studied every well, minute of you, it. Um, yeah, but you've watched it before you were born because you're that much of a keynote. Uh-huh. Um is that something you practice? Because that is an incredible skill. You did it after seven minutes, and I just thought you got to keep pulling that out the bag. I thought that's the new that's the new kick. And actually, I think I might be able to do that because it's, it doesn't require it requires a lot of skill. Have you practice. got enough flexion in your knees to do no, that? Well, <laughs> I was going to say it doesn't require too much power, <laughs> so I've got it. I could get the like distance on that one. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Um, so basically, you know, the barbars always have this a penalty move, you know, one that you sort yeah. of bring something out of the bag. And um, we hadn't, we didn't know what it was going to be first trainer session. And then um, I had a good sort of little bond with EJ Emma Jensen, the nine, because I I think she's brilliant and she was my roomie and I was really chuffed about that. Um, so we, you know, when like a nine and ten just click, we just really sort of got on well together. And I was showing her these different skills because I was like, because. 
uh, you know, just trying to sort of show off, show yourself because <laughs> she was so good, you know. I think um, we, we've we've got used to your try hard nominations, but I actually think you probably you're a probably, tourist try yeah, hard, yeah, aren't you? Definitely. I love the fact when we were chatting before we started recording, oh, you like looked it? everyone's vital oh, statistics. Wow, she said it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I checked how old she was before we went away. Oh, I just want to know my team, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I just, I sort of went for it. And now this is something, I've never done it before, okay, uh, in terms of, I I did this Admiral video um, a oh, couple yeah, of years ago. Oh, yeah, where you were the Admiral. Yeah, where I was the Admiral. And I thought, I've got to have a trick for that. And someone had suggested it. Um, and I just gave it a go in the video, and it happened to pull off. And ever since then, I work a lot in schools. Everywhere I go, the kids are like, do it, do the trick, do the trick, do the trick. And I'm I'm never that good at doing it, like on demand, especially in trainers. And it's one of those things that it's like hero or zero. Sometimes I do it and it smashes me in the back of the head, <laughs> right? So sometimes I do it and it goes off at all angles, okay? There's a lot that can go wrong with that trick. So I just did it in training and I happened to nail it in front of her and I was like, oh, chuffed. And she turned around and she was like, she went to the coach, we need to do this in the game. And and then and the, Anna the Richards the coach hadn't seen it so EJ was like do it again do it again for her oh. I did it fluffed it twice right? <laughs> I was like oh my god oh my god she's never gonna let me do this and then I did it, and then I nailed it the third time and Anna was a bit like yeah um, okay yeah if you can do it yeah bit non-committal yeah that night then we had the challenge of right backs come up with a penalty move forwards come up with a penalty move present in the meeting next morning then we'll try it in training yeah. So EJ actually come up with a move with a wall uh, forwards, pass it back, yeah. and then do it. And when she suggested it to me, I just looked at her and I was like, are you serious? <laughs> like, you know, this could go so wrong. She was like, mate, back yourself. And having someone like that, yeah. who's got that much experience and, you know, someone that you really look up to tell you to back yourself, you think, do you know what? I'm going to, yeah. So how much when you go into an environment like that where as much as it's really fun and it's barbarian, you must feel an element of pressure playing against... An, a full international side. 100%. So how much clicking with her straight away excited you and made you think, actually, we've got a chance to... It really, really did. And do, but do you know what? Going into that environment, like, there's this thing oh, with Barbarians, you don't have to win. But there was... Everyone was like, but we really want to win. You're competitors. You know? Yeah, of course you are. And, like, the coaches and everything. And, you know, Anne, Anna Richards' um, thing to us was, be a Ferrari. So that was so I was like, oh my god, I've got to be a Ferrari, you know, and she, she and she was literally like, I want to be amazed by you. So there is that pressure. Did she say that to Rocky? <laughs> she said it to all of us. I mean, let's be honest, Rocky's more of a kind of Land Rover, isn't she? Yeah, one of the old stuff. ones they don't make anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned jazz. Um, obviously, spoke about York. I mean, Wales contingent, like. But that's what makes me laugh. In. Like you've you've so you said that EJ was your roomie, and you've like socialized with all the Kiwis and stuff. Every photo I saw was you, Jazz, and Alicia together. I was like, three Welsh girls sticking yeah. together. Yeah. I was like, talk about a clique. But yeah. anyway, what was really nice was um, scrumming down. I mean, Rocky Clark, had, who had more caps than the whole American side, which I just think is ridiculous. Yeah, like, I think by like 40 or something ridiculous. Um, and then you had Alicia, Alicia Butcher, who is 21 years old, playing at seven, scrummaging behind her and Fee Farmer at hooker two of the longest standing players in the world legends in their own right and you've got this Welsh player I just think it like and all of them in the back but it was in particular Alicia who scored a great try as well um and held her own I, I just think it's awesome and I want to ask so we're going to speak maybe a little bit about America but you had I think one of the one of the most athletic sevens. I mean, she's up there with what 
Heather Fisher was like. She was pretty bonkers. Rachel Johnson. Short blonde hair. It's going to come flying off the scrum at you. How did you feel about that? Do you know what? She was... Um, Linda Etunu, our captain, described her in the post-match speak as being really annoying the whole <laughs> game. You know, she, she got joint player of the match for them from us, uh, her and uh, the 13. Um, and, yeah, Linda Etunu just kept saying... You are so you were so annoying on the pitch because she just you can't get her off the ball. She was brilliant at Jacqueline. She was everywhere. She was so fast. Um, she was brilliant for them. Really good. Talking about the thirteen, Etty Hangatau. I mean, she she's quite a big player. Um, <laughs> one hundred and twenty kilos big. Um, she's twice your size, right? And I just want to give a little bit of a shout out to you um, because in one of the breakdowns. You throw her out. You don't only throw <laughs> her out. You throw her onto the side. Honestly, it is unbelievable. First half, about 35 minutes in, big snowy, bossing it, goes in, out comes Etty, other side. Love it. Well done. I'm guessing that was just oxygen starved to the brain at that point. <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't even know that happened. I'm going to have to watch that back. Um, I think that was probably the pure adrenaline. And like I, like I said, not wanting to let anyone down in the team, just going for it. Yeah. How much did you have kind of barbarians fever going into it? How much, how different did it feel to playing a Bristol game, a Wales game? It's just like, it's like a combination of, imagine playing um, an international game um, with all your best mates. Like it's similar to that. And I know we were only out there for four days, right? But the, you know, how you're forced to bond really quickly. You have to, but you really do. Especially because I think Stockers does so well in recruiting personalities, not just sort of good players, but good personalities yeah. who all gel together. She's asked me to play in the, uh, <laughs> in the match, so <laughs> not, not really. Said no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of what is next for um, Eleanor Snowzill, you are... Obviously, um, a massive part of the Welsh squad come getting your 50th cap, which is amazing. Um, now you're a barbarian. You're going to get a tattoo of the barbarians. Um, but has this, as a senior player, kind of reinvigorated what you see in yourself as a player and also what you want to or what you can get from the game? Because you've talked about how special all the friendships are, but has it actually given you something um, to look forward to too? Yeah, 100%. I think you put that really well, actually, in, in terms of reinvigorating. Um, I think we, so we, the day after the night out, after the game, um, some people were leaving at half nine. So we met at nine. Um, and I thought it was just going to be a goodbye. But Anna Richards uh, just said, look, I want you all to get up and just say 30 seconds about what this tour has done for you or, or you know, how, how you've enjoyed it. And listening to everyone else, um, a lot, there was a few tears there, um, just in terms of how much it had meant to people and how much it had changed their way of, of seeing things. You know, I think there's times Six Nations and international rugby is so up and down. You know, you have so many highs, so many lows, and uh, sometimes it can really, you know, knock you for six and it can really get you down. Um, so, so many people in that room said, it's just, it's given me the love back of rugby. Um, it's reinvigorated me. It's just it takes you back a lot of people were saying to the true values of rugby you know and the, and the real reasons why you start off playing in the first place um and that's definitely what it's done for me in terms of you know uh, it was, i was on a high anyway finishing the six nations because it was a great way to finish beating an yeah. island um but playing with people from different countries just you know learning different cultures and different ways of seeing the game and um playing with 
with friends and you know it was just yeah it was really incredible the one thing for me that is really important for me and this is going to sound like I'm a little bit of a feminist but uh, we like that on this (laughs) part don't you worry (laughs) but the fact that it was purely female-led stockers um I've got to give a huge shout out to her I think it's taken her something like eight years to get to the point of she's a legend of of getting the barbarians going uh, you know and another couple of years after that till it actually happened so and to and to pull together a team like that with people from so many different countries is such a logistical nightmare you know um so a huge shout out to her for organizing it and to Anna Richards as a coach you know I I went to the 2010 World Cup as a very young player I'd only had a couple of caps didn't feature too heavily in it um and I remember watching um the final um and watching her she was in a well into her 40s she was 43 and she absolutely tore us apart (laughs) um I played fullback in that game and she was incredible and we'd made a we kind of said look you know she's she's old like let's get into her like people say about you when they play against you yeah but they made a mistake didn't they yeah. Okay. <laughs> um yeah oh it she is an amazing player in that game she i think not single-handedly but she, uh, yeah she was unbelievable so that game i watched and i just thought what an absolute legend uh you know her fifth world cup final i think um and i just thought i need to learn from her but I've, I, you know, and that was nine years ago. Yeah. And I haven't had the opportunity. I haven't come across her. And to have the opportunity to not only meet her, but to be coached by her was, I just had such a fangirl moment, but I had to hide it and play it cool. Um, but so her and then Donna Kennedy um, as, as an assistant coach, you know, it was an all female team. Yeah. Um, and they just really bought the best out of us. Um, and for me, that it's really important. I, you know, I'm so passionate about getting more females coaching. Um, and I think that will happen over the next couple of years. But, you know, to have that at, at barbarian level and to win the game um, was just incredible. Is that your long term ambition to follow in the footsteps of Anna and, and Kim Oliver, who's your coach at Bristol? Is is that where we'll see Ellen Snowsell in 10 years coaching Wales, perhaps? Yeah, 100 percent. I'm I'm never going to be I'm not sure about coaching Wales, <laughs> but, you know, I'd love to get to that sort of standard. But um, I'm I'm never going to be a ref. Um, <laughs> you know, you talk about I. I I think some players sort of finish rugby and, and have to leave the game and, and don't really want much to do with it. And yeah. I can understand that. But uh, for me, I couldn't, I could never leave the game. I'd have to stay in it. Um, other players go into sort of commentary, punditry and all that sort of thing. Um, but for me, it's definitely going to be coaching. I still want to be part of that team and I still want to um, sort of help coach and bring forward, the, you know, the future generations. Do you think you'll go abroad to learn? Do you know what? If Anna Richards wants to take me in and I shadow her... <laughs> I hope I'm going to tell her to listen to this now because I'm well up for that. (laughs) We'll make sure we get that bit clipped up and put on social media. Yes, please. Snowy, thank you so much for coming and joining us on the Tryhards podcast. And uh, we hope we get to see you in the black and white hoops again. Thank you very much for having me. Massive thanks to Snowy the Barbarian for coming in. Proper legend. So from one team of misfits to another, it was the Inter-Services Cup at King's Home on Saturday and the RAF women faced the Army women. Yeah, they did. And history was, was made. It was. Um, far more clinical performance from the RAF in terms of how they played. Um, and Amy Cocaine. Um, Amy quali- Cocaine, the hooker? Yeah. Um, graduated as an officer from the RAF last November. Big dog. Um, yeah. And uh, played fly half. What? <laughs> and she basically played like... Dan Carter. In fact, Bowden Barrett. I mean, her, Stop it. her skill range is unbelievable. I think we need to try and get that video going of her kicking the ball for wasps from the 22 to the far five meter line. But 
she nudged a clearance kick from the 22 out on the far 10 meter line was just dotting him here distributing but then she also got stuck into the breakdowns counter rucked about five people off the ball um yeah she was awesome but she had great that service meme, get yourself a girl who can do both that's amy cocaine oh you lost me you've really you're so <laughs> old um yeah she had good service from lucy nye who was a heartbeat player Oh, sorry about that. Sorry We've mentioned that. a few of them today. Um, decent Wasps contingent at the uh, in-services game there. Yeah. Um, so Amy, Lucy, and you had Danica at prop. You had Maria at prop. Um, you also had Gemma and Louise Dodd. Gemma Rowlands and Louise Dodd playing for the army. Decent. Um, yeah, it was it was really good game, actually. And it was cool that they got the opportunity to play at King's Home. Although... I'm going to say one thing. Catch and pass needs to improve, but the, the weather was pretty uh-huh. horrendous. Um, Hannah, as we've mentioned, was blowing a gale. Yeah. Um, but any coaches that are working with new people into the game, one of the fundamentals as you progress through is a breakdown and therefore the speed of ball. Uh-huh. So where the breakdown starts is actually the ball carrier. Now, there were some unbelievable carries. Some of the girls, the hits going in, bath, like really, really good. But the ball management, and I spoke about in the Six Nations about Italy. Yeah. I think they listened to the pod because they did improve. Everybody Um, does. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Their ability to control their body and also move on the floor to present the ball as the ball carrier just makes it so much cleaner, so much crisper. The... The ball, ca- the the supporting players to ruck out ha- can centre the ball so the ball goes between their legs, and they, it it's done. Yeah. No messing about. Yeah. And more often than not, if it's a good carry, you've won the collision, so you've got the ascendancy. Use that momentum. But they just fall forward. The ball was spilling. The ball was squirting out everywhere. And the RAF had a far more experienced nine with Lucy Nye, who was dealing with it really well. But. The army just lost so much ball and it just made the game so much slower. And I've, it was the first time I've really noticed it in the women's game. So any coaches that are working in the women's game work on your player's ability to present the ball well and deal with collisions, deal with contact. Um, because if the breakdown is clean, be far quicker and... We love Jouer Jouer. Jouer Jouer. And on that note, Nolly's wisdom for the week, we bid, <laughs> we bid you farewell. I might introduce it to my own coaching as well. That'd be handy, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, you do that, my friend. You do that. Thank you for the love, everyone. And thanks to Snowy once again. Thanks, Snowy. We'll see you soon, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.